1: Welcome back, Thursday, September eighth, twenty twenty two. Our phone number is six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero six zero two fifty eighty nine sixty. If you'd like to weigh in, uh, add to any of the conversation, or start one, um, I almost never do this. In fact, I can't think of it a time when I have. But um, a listener, listener Charles, who you've heard me uh, refer to many times. Sent something in uh, to me by email on the passing of Queen Elizabeth, and uh, I'm not going to spend most of the show on it unless you folks want to say more, Uh, but um, it's, I think, perfect what Charles wrote, and uh, I'd like to share it with you broadly. He wrote, he writes, Queen Elizabeth has died. The longest running monarch in British history was a good lady as far as I'm concerned. Critics will say otherwise, and that is fine for them. I had no problems with her and with her image. Some will question how she treated Diana, but I don't know enough about that to feel it as appropriate to offer an opinion. Her death was part of a sea change that I think is happening in our world. We have had very few significant sea changes in the past, and the ones we did have were big. The closing years of the 1930s and World War II that followed was such a time. And it was that time when Elizabeth was in her youth. Our world was never the same after the defeat of the Nazis in Germany and the Imperial Japanese. The Cold War and nuclear age that followed and a new scrutiny of our Constitution resulting from the McCarthy blacklisting were all significant. I think the next seed change came in the late 1960s when we grappled with Vietnam, civil rights, and political and social upheavals as a result. The Beatles... British as well, were symbols of a changing time, and part of it was a reaction to the innocence lost when we suffered three major assassinations. 9-11 was an event of great magnitude, but greater was what we have been experiencing in the last couple of years that have now included the passing of Elizabeth. COVID and the reaction to it, the unprecedented, never-before-seen treatment of an American president, as Donald Trump experienced, was a big part of our world-changing Our economy, energy profile, crime and punishments, and media influence have all been in upheaval. And scrutiny of the British royalty, partly due to Meghan Markle, have been part of it as well. It all seemed to begin in 2009 when President Barack Obama said we will have a fundamental transformation of the United States of America. And as the nation goes, so goes the world. And while so much is changing today, a lot also remains the same but just gets magnified. The Middle East, the plight of Israel, and the open border migrations are all magnified. King Charles and the new Prime Minister will grapple with these problems in England. Unfortunately, our current leadership doesn't seem quite up to this task. So, while England may have its new Margaret Thatcher, we will see, America doesn't have a new Ronald Reagan, not yet, at least. President Trump was that sort of man, but the lack of support from the established political and social environments cost him his second term. Will we be up to the task, or will Great Britain be a country we are more dependent upon for leadership? We helped England win the Second World War. We may may need England to help us with this cultural war. China, Russia, North Korea, Iran, as well as socialism and radical leftism are the lions at the gate. And we need to be ready. We will need a sea change in who runs our free world. And it won't come from the fossils, Pelosi, Schumer or Biden. And it may not even be King Charles himself that leads the way. Someone younger all the way around. Only time will tell. Thank you, Charles, for that. Um, I don't think we're going to get the leadership from Prince Charles that many might hope now King Charles that many might hope I remember some years ago I don't know if he said it today I didn't catch this part of Dennis Breaker's show but I know in years past he has said Bill maybe you've heard Dennis say this he prays daily for the queen's health because when it goes and she passes we will get King Charles Prince Charles will become King Charles and he is a menace to society you've heard Dennis say that Uh, On that front, let me read Steve Hayward a little bit from the Powerline blog. Queen Elizabeth II, a Jeep and truck mechanic during World War II, crowned during the second premiership of Winston Churchill, was the last living link to the senior leadership of World War II, even as Miguel Gorbachev's passing last week represented the last link to senior figures of the Cold War with the partial exception of Lech Valesa, who is still with us. He tells a story about the queen and seeing her in a mall. Um, I won't necessarily uh, go into that story. It's not important. You can read it on Powerline. But what he writes here is, Queen Elizabeth will be regarded as a chiefly ceremonial figure, and while narrowly true, she might well go down as the last modern monarch under whom the constitutional royal prerogative was used the last time. But now we'll have to put up with the nitwit King Charles III. Here's what we might have to look forward to. As Vox headlined, how Prince Charles may be among the most prominent figures to take up climate change as he ascends the throne. I'll give you a bit of that story. At the COP26 climate conference last year in Glasgow, Scotland, Prince Charles warned world leaders that they must adopt a warlike footing, his words, to deal with the global threat of climate change and biodiversity loss. Charles has made similar pleas since and in years before. He has championed environmental causes since it was a bit unusual for someone in his public position to do so. And now he may be among the most prominent figures to take up the cause as he ascends the throne, as Steve Hayward writes, O goody. Meanwhile, you can expect a lot of lefties to react to the passing of the queen with their usual class and grace. So far, the early leader in the sweepstakes is Uju Anya, a professor of applied linguistics and critical race theory at Carnegie Mellon University. Are you prepared for what she wrote? Here's what she wrote on Twitter. Quote, I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciating. May I do that again? This is a professor at Carnegie Mellon University, one Uju Anya. I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciating. By the way, this professor has 85,000 followers on Twitter. This is a popular commentator, someone followed popularly. When we talk about the indecency of the left, here it is. When we talk about the homicidal fantasy and the bloodlust of the left, here it is. Whoever in their right mind would have thought it would be okay to publicly say, may her pain be excruciating, Who wishes that on people? Well, it reminds me of nothing so much as when Donald Trump got COVID and Hillary Clinton's press secretary. Hillary Clinton's and a former press secretary of Barack Obama's tweeted, I hope he dies. I hope he dies. This comes when we're supposed to be taught by Professor Joe Biden that political violence only comes from the right. And the stirrings of that violence only come from the right. I hate to politicize this. This is not something that should be politicized. No one's death should be talked about this way. No one's illness should be talked about this way. We don't even in this country talk very much about people who get the death penalty this way. People who get it and deserve it are not talked about this way. There is an indecency, and what's weird to me about this indecency is that this professor thought it was okay to publicly strut this line of thinking out to the public, that there wasn't any skid chain self-imposed upon her tongue. Um, I'll do one other story, one other quaint, cute, and funny story that tells you a little bit about the Queen when we come back. And then anything you have to say about it, fine with me, and we shall move on. I'm reminded of something Brian Kennedy said, and I think it should ground and moor us a little bit as well, which is he was once asked if the queen walked in, would he rise and clap for her? He said, I'd rise. I wouldn't clap. We don't do blood in America. We don't do monarchies in America. Our founding was about the opposite of that. But the sentiment of a decent and good woman who provided a stability and a calm, boy, that is something this world is in great want of right now and lost a little bit of it, if not a large part of it, today. I'm Seth Liebson, 602 We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. If you're looking for a remarkable investment opportunity with a great return for the investors, for you and the investors, I want you to check out my friends at Y-Refi. What they are offering is a fixed, no load interest rate up to 10.25% for investors, all in a collateralized and secure portfolio. Y-Refi is a due diligence approved firm. It's investors who do really well by doing good for others. You can be a part of that. Check them out at investyrefi.com. The word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y dot com. They're a local company as well. You can go visit with them. Give them a call at 855-316-3087. That's 855-316-3087. You won't get a sales pitch. They'll just tell you. About what they do and let it speak for itself Tina in Star Valley hello Tina how are you
2: oh well greetings from one of her majesty's ex expats i I grew up with her majesty in her colonies and uh, oh I'm cheering up a little bit here yeah. it's, it's the end of end of an era uh, end and, of a big uh, era Big air. I mean, we moved to Singapore in 1954, lived there till 1960 when they got their independence. Then moved to Jamaica in in 60 and lived there till 77. uh, Through their independence, I met Prince Philip. I met the Queen's sister, poor Princess Margaret. Oh yeah. The uh, the the depressed party girl. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: But you know, she was really amazing, and I remember being an American in, you know, particularly a young kid in Singapore uh, when it was, you know, this colony, and met all these wonderful, uh, you know, stiff upper lip backbone guys who had survived the Bataan Death March, um, you know, and and were prisoners in Changi Prison. I actually met James Klebell. Oh, my gosh. You know, what a wonderful writer. Um, But, and, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm, you know, I'm a true-blooded American, Bill of Rights, culture, all that Stuff and yet the, the, the dignity and the nobility that I saw of the British Empire, um, that screwball that you read, uh, you know, wishing the Queen
1: pain, excruciating <sighs> pain. Can you imagine a professor yeah. saying that or anyone? Yeah. Yes,
2: I can. Yeah, unfortunately, these days I can't. Yeah, um, it, it, it it is endemic. Um, uh,
1: you know, so yeah. so I come to this of mixed. Um, Obviously not mixed views about the sadness of the day and her passing. Obviously not about that. Mixed views about the concept of a monarchy, which I think you can appreciate. Um, but I'll tell you what. I guess it didn't hit me until I was reading a few, a few other things online uh, that brought me to the conclusion that you think about this. Queen Elizabeth reigned for a third of America's entire life about that she reigned for almost almost a third about 30 percent of america's entire life since seven if you count since 1776 which is when we should start the counting not 1619 or any other date (laughs) yep right and um she 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 represented a certain forget nobility that comes with the job but a certain stability a certain uh stability where the political earth was on was was maintaining its, its access Based on what an adult and calm view of the world, right? Um, that yeah. that's that's what goes away with her. I mean, obviously, the Brits will have different views uh, on on what's lost, but from my perspective, that's what's left a vacuum in the world, uh, 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 and a big vacuum at that. You know, just when we need, just when we need, and maybe not even realizing how much we need stability, and um, shall we say maturity, shall we say calmness, just when the world needs that, it lost really its last symbol of it. Is that fair?
2: Well, yes, and and it's totally fair, and she was a dignified and very, um, you know, a, a, a role model, in personal behavior. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Charles, I, you know, we, we who were in the colonies, we didn't think much of him no. even back in the 60s nope. and the 70s. And, nope. and the uh, you know, the Jamaicans referred to him as big ears. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and there was a children's story uh, by Edith Blayton. Uh, little Naughty and Big Ears, and, hmm. and they derisively referred to Charles as Big Ears. Hmm. And you know, Big Ears not able to read man, because them ears too flappy.
3: Hmm. 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 <laughs> yeah. And
2: I don't see him, well, first of all, he's all. All over the Green New Deal and the you know the the WHO and the
1: yeah Global yeah Economic in a big Forum in a big way a very radical yeah. way I mean you know I wouldn't even mention it if it was just the normal liberal stuff but he's more than the normal liberal stuff he's he's right. uh, Greta Thunberg meets John Kerry you know. <laughs>
2: Okay, I, I'm. Let so me let me improve that. on wonderful. that.
1: Let me improve on that. He's Greta Thunberg meets Al Gore. Ooh, Ooh.
2: yeah, that's an unholy. Uh, yeah, no, bond. but that that's.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's why I was quoting Dennis Prager earlier, saying he prays for the Queen's health every day, lest yeah. Prince Charles become King Charles, which he will. Um, I guess he already has become uh, already King Charles the yeah. yeah. Third. and uh, yep. Tina, you're a teacher. Um, you're a teacher. What What do you think about a professor, someone in your realm, saying such a thing publicly as the one I quoted, wishing her excruciating well, pain? I mean, I, I don't know how to wrap well, my H- head around this. Uh, I'm
2: sorry, least. but I'm sorry, but she's not in my realm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number one, I, I I I am horrified. These are the, the you know the pond scum that pose. As professors. Mm -hmm. These people, I mean, I don't know what she got her degree in. I shudder to think. I looked Um, her CV up.
1: It's what you might expect. hmm. Uh, UCLA, Brown University, linguistics, you can imagine. You can imagine. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I can. The elite of the elite, you know.
1: The elite of the elite. She'll probably get a $10,000 check from the government or at least a remission from the student loans that uh, got her those degrees.
2: And, and I, she I, will infect I, I,
1: generations of children's minds.
2: Yes, and I shudder to think, you know, of her uh, race, racial, racist views. Yep. I'm sure that she's all sixteen, nineteen, and all yep. that happy yep. crap. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, you know... We just have uh, to—I mean, I learned God Save the Queen before I learned the Star-Spangled Banner. Interesting. I was an American kid in a British school, and, you know, really, I love the the idea of singing God Save America, God Bless America, God Save the Queen. I mean, hey, there we are. And and, And she was, and of course, Charles now is, the head of the Church of England.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 tend to forget that part, and we tend not to uh, think very much about invoking God to save people. Uh, wouldn't be bad for us to remember that too. That's who we invoke. We don't yeah. wish. We don't wish well, people the devils, the devils brew that this Carnegie Mellon professor did. <laughs> we wish them God's grace yeah. and decency. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I
2: pr- I pray pray for her Majesty. Yeah. Thank
1: you, dear. Thank you, Tina. I appreciate your call very much. I'm Seth Liebson. You know, we've got a great guest coming up uh, on uh, on some American politics. Debbie Lesko. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. It is a delight to welcome back, a privilege to welcome back to the show, Congresswoman Debbie Lesko, representing Arizona's 8th Congressional District. How are you, Congresswoman Lesko? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Did they change your district with the redistricting? Are you still District Eight?
4: My number is still district eight, but the boundaries have changed. Okay. So I went further east into Phoenix, but I lost um, Goodyear Litchfield Park um, and a large part of Surprise. Okay. And part of Glendale. Okay. So they moved it um to the east a bit.
1: Okay. All right. If uh, folks you wanna help uh, Debbie Lesko out in uh, her campaign for reelection, uh Debbie Lesko. For Congress. Uh, You recently led a delegation to the border, Debbie. I can't um, I can't tell you how important it is we hear your voices because the corporate media just is not going to highlight this problem. In fact, it tries to stop us from highlighting the problem. Tell us about that delegation and what you saw at the border.
4: Yeah, the Republicans in the US House of Representatives want to make sure that every Republican member of Congress gets down to the border to see it firsthand. And then we can compare and contrast how not not even the president of the United States has gone to the down to the border. That's right. And quite frankly, the the Democrats uh they want an open border and I can say that um because I have witnessed the legislation that they try to push. Uh, They don't hear our legislation uh, to to secure the border. And quite frankly, we have invited Democrat members down to the border and they don't show
1: up. I've heard this. I've heard this time and again. This amazes me. I have heard it from you. I've heard it from other Republicans who led delegations. They cannot get Democrats to go
4: No, And, you know, there's a few like Henry Cuellar. He's a Democrat down in Texas. Now uh, the 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 more liberal Democrats tried to primary him and yeah. get him kick him out because he's pro and he also cares about border security, yeah. but they were unsuccessful. Uh, thankfully, but yeah, we led a uh, I led a tour down to the border. We had Mich- Michelle Fishbach,
3: uh-huh.
4: uh, who's from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. She had never been down to the southern border before. I also had Drew Ferguson. Uh, who is from Georgia. He had been to Texas and San Diego before, but had never been to the Arizona border. And then we also had uh, staff, like chief of staff, from Buddy Carter from uh, Georgia, and also from Jeff Duncan uh, from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, staff came because they had never been down there before. So we saw a few things. First and foremost, we talked to the Border Patrol uh, officers that have the boots on the ground, all of them, every one of them have said this is the worst border crisis they have seen in their entire careers. Yeah. Some of them have worked there nearly 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went in to the... um DeConcini port of entry yep. and the Mariposa port of entry, both down in Nogales, Arizona. Yep. They, uh, detailed how they are just finding all kinds of sentinel pills that are, um, in, in everything and anything inside people's bodies, mm-hmm. uh, inside, um, uh, crutches, uh, you know, like the hollowed out uh, tubing of crutches. They found a bunch of fentanyl pills inside um, uh, empty Coke bottles, Coca-Cola bottles. I mean, every, every, they will try everything and anything. Um, and, and then, of course, uh, we saw the openings in the border fence because Biden stopped construction of the border fence day one when he was in office. Um, we were able to go down in a tunnel in Nogales between Arizona and Mexico. And saw that where they smuggled drugs and they smuggle humans. Um, we also got to talk to uh, the Border Patrol Council officers off uh, campus. So not the official part. We had an unofficial dinner. And the, those folks um, in that capacity, I asked them, is there a difference between the Trump administration and Biden? And they just like were like, oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, they were yes.
3: absolutely the the difference between night and day yeah yeah,
4: between night and day and um and really they agreed with me that if there was only one thing one thing that biden could change it was to reinstall the remain in mexico policy
1: can i I pause you on that right there debbie i gotta take a quick break we have a longer segment coming up i'd like to hold you if i can and, and have you discuss that on the other side of the break with us if you don't mind can i keep you one more segment Will do. I'd love it. Thank you. Debbie Lesko, Congresswoman representing uh, Arizona's 8th Congressional District. Uh, Lesko.house.gov is her official website, her campaign website, if you'd like to help her out and keep her in Congress, which I hope you will do. DebbieLeskoforCongress.com. I'm Seth. She's Debbie. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. It's a privilege to have with us Arizona Congresswoman Debbie Lesko. She represents Arizona's eighth congressional district. Her campaign website, if she is up for reelection, of course, is Congress dot com. Debbie, you're talking with us, uh, the audience, about your recent uh, congressional delegation you led to the uh, southern border, and you were telling us um, in talking to the border patrol on the ground there that they said if there was one big thing that would make a big difference, it would be, and I guess it wouldn't really be a big thing in the sense that it wouldn't be that hard to do, it would be going back to the the Remain in Mexico policy. Did I have that right from you?
4: You absolutely have it right. T- um, under Trump, Trump instituted the Remain in Mexico policy because a lot of the illegal immigrants, family units, unaccompanied children, they turn themselves into the border patrols. Uh-huh. They don't run. Right. The cartels tell them to ask for asylum, uh-huh. to claim asylum. Right. And uh, Trump said, sure, you can claim asylum, but you need to wait in Mexico okay. or another safe country uh, while your asylum claim is going to show up to court, right. you know, instead of being released into the United States. Well, Biden... Just, you know, first he didn't implement it. Then it went to court. Now he got rid of it. Mm -hmm. He got rid of the Remain in Mexico policy. And so, of course, there's just more and more people coming over because it's their ticket to get into the United States. And so that in itself just would naturally, if you went back to the Remain in Mexico policy, uh, it would naturally just reduce the number of people wanting to come across illegally into the United States because they knew they, they can't until they are, go in front of a judge because most of the claims aren't legitimate. Um, the other thing that really blew my mind that these border patrol officers uh, told me offline was that these smugglers that the cartels recruit, American citizens that they recruit via social media to, um, drive back over and smuggle humans over, are getting paid between $2,000 and $20,000 each trip, and they're not even prosecuted. They this said is new to me. I did not know prosecuted. Americans were
1: part of this. Pro- I did not know cartels yes. were recruiting Americans to, and paying yes. Americans to yes. do this. Okay, self-destruction, yes. national suicide. Okay, keep going. Wow. Yes.
4: Yes, this is what's happening. It started, I think, in the pandemic, because remember there was, because of COVID, None of the people could cross the border from Mexico to go shopping That's right. in in, in That's Arizona. Right. That's right. And so then, when they started recruiting Americans to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and so then they just, it's been successful for the cartels. They go on TikTok and different things and they say, Hey, earn $2,000, or I guess it can go up to $20,000. You bring people over. And what blew my mind is that these Border Patrol Council uh, officers said when they catch these smugglers, they let them go. Yeah, They, they don't even prosecute them, which right. that is absolutely ridiculous. The other thing, if you don't mind me touching on it, it doesn't have to do with the border trip, but I was watching TV and I saw the Katie Hobbs commercials where she's down at the border uh-huh. saying she's all for border uh-huh. security, and I, I'm sorry, I I served with Katie Hobbs in the Arizona legislature. I personally got along fine with Katie Hobbs on a personal level, but she's extremely liberal. Hmm. And she is totally for open borders. It, it, it's such a joke, that commercial. I mean, it, it I is I saw just the same thing with Mark Keller.
1: I, I see the same thing with the Mark. <laughs> There's an ad. Gosh, this is weird, Debbie. I'm glad you brought this up, actually, because it highlights a big thing. There's an ad out, or there was an ad out of "quote unquote" Republicans for Mark Kelly. You know, you know how that goes, and they were bragging about the money he sent to help uh, solidify the border. And I thought, my gosh, you know, the idea that they're now talking about it with the maybe scraps that they want to throw there just to cover their rear ends. Tells you that they're lying about their record because if the American people knew their record, they wouldn't stand for it, right? Isn't that what it tells you?
4: Well, they're desperate to win, yeah. right? And so they know that border security is one of the top polling issues here in Arizona. Yeah. So they know that they have to.
3: Yeah.
4: They know they have to talk about it. the The problem is, is Katie Hobbs has such a long record. Yeah of going against border security right. and for being for sanctuary and yep. other things. And and she was against um, Title 42 maintaining that. I mean, she's on record. The thing is, is I hope that our Republican candidate... Uh, Carrie Lake has enough money to refute this on TV because people out there that aren't paying attention are going to believe this. That's right. That's right. And we got to get out the word. I'm glad you brought that up.
1: I'm really glad you brought it up. And probably this is one of several reasons. That Katie Hobbs won't debate Carrie Lake. One of several reasons. One is I don't think she's up to the job. You know her uh, well. I know her. She she won't know me. But I've you know, I've been in in rooms with her. I've seen her operate uh, 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 Hobbs and, and she's she's just not that good. She's just not that quick. I don't think she can she can face the light and I don't think she can face the heat.
4: Well, you know, I, I I think that she should debate yeah, uh, Carrie course. Lake, yeah. but then again, you know, they 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 they're doing the Biden play, right? Yep. You know, like yep. hide exactly out right. and do TV commercials because the Democrats get so much money from outside sources, and they can put up all these TV commercials yep. and try to fool the public.
3: Yep. yep.
4: And so we have to be smart. We have to get the word out. Um. You know, uh, Katie Hobbs again on a personal level, got along fine with her, but she's very liberal. Yeah. We were totally See, opposite on uh, the issues. She's absolutely. too liberal
1: for Arizona. Way too. Let me let me ask you something about uh, back on the delegation you brought um, sure. of Republicans to the border. Great point, though, on Katie Hobbs. People be very aware of this and, and spread the word on it. Uh, Debbie, you brought Republicans to the border who are, I gather, naturally or— I- I implicitly inclined to believe in border security. You must have noticed, though, as I have noticed when I've gone on delegations down to the border, an absolute shock. As bad as we say it is, to see it, must you must have seen shock in the faces of these people or in the heard in the voices of these Republicans you brought down there. It must have been shocking so, to them, yeah?
4: Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely was shocking. Now, uh, Drew Ferguson, who's running for whip, um, if Republicans take back the majority, he he had seen San Diego before sure. and he had gone to Texas before. So he wasn't as shocked. But some of the things that were said really still shocked him mm-hmm. um, because it's just outrageous. What is going on? Just letting people come over, yeah. you know, ignoring our laws. And then the thing that really blew all of our minds is when these Border Patrol Council, um, who are Border Patrol officers that work for the – are in the Border Patrol Union, they said um, they're not even prosecuting the smugglers anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean,
4: crazy.
1: Absolutely crazy. It's anarchy. It's as close to anarchy on a major national security and domestic policy and now health policy, frankly, with the fentanyl issue. It's now a, a national health policy crisis. As well. It is. Yeah. It, it's, it is. It, it, it. By the way, last, last question for you, if, if you don't mind, Debbie. Do you think the Democrats don't want to go down there because they don't want to see it for themselves? Or do you think they're afraid if it's someone like Biden or Harris or Pelosi or someone of stature that it brings media and they don't want the media to show it?
4: I don't know what I don't know what they're I don't I don't understand why they wouldn't want to go down and actually see it. So I just heard on the news last night that the New York mayor is going to send people down to the border to see it. And I'm like, well, at least I give them credit, you
3: know,
4: but, but you know, Hey, at least he's sending people down, but I don't understand it. I think they want to ignore it. Like as if it isn't an issue when it is an issue. And like you said, it's, it's a national security issue. It's a humanitarian issue. It's a drug issue. It's a health issue. This is a huge crisis, and that's why it's so important to Arizona to to elect people that are strong on border security. We love people. We love legal immigrants. Yep. We have over a million legal yep. immigrants come to our country every year. Yep. That's more than any other country allows. That's right. But we cannot allow, as Biden has, at least 3.2 million that have been apprehended, which means they just know about them, plus another about 900,000 or more that have gotten away. That's right. You know, we, we can't just allow this.
1: That's right. That's right. And when we think about electing people who are strong on this, let me remind the audience that you're one of them, Debbie Lesko. Thank you for standing up for it. Thank you for coming and sharing your information with us. As always, Debbie, we appreciate you so very much.
4: Thank
1: you, Seth. Absolutely. I am Seth Leibson. Again, if you want to help Debbie out, com. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. I I had not heard that ad we just played about uh, the commemoration of September 11th. It will take place, uh, obviously, over the weekend. Um, And I think what I'll do is uh, I'll do something with you all about it uh, tomorrow. Uh, We can spend more time on that commemoration as well. Uh, There's enough sadness uh, in the world today in losing uh, the stability and decency Of uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, just when the world needed stability and decency the most she left us we'll talk a little bit more about that Uh, in the next hour I want to talk to you about a story on what we're doing to our children and then in the third hour Bethany uh, Mandel will come and uh, join us as well on that issue Uh, it's it's really quite astounding and uh, you're not gonna want to miss it you have to know about these terrible things as Debbie Lesko was saying Um, There's a reason Democrats don't want us to read about this stuff and talk about this stuff, because if we actually disclose, if we actually meld what the progressives are doing, the progressives know damned well the American people wouldn't put up for it. The revolution that they want has not been primed for enough American people to buy into just yet. So they try and conceal it. They try and do it under the radar. They try and deny it. They try and censor us. Thank God we're not going to be censored. Don't go away. We'll be right back.